It's 512. I'm Eric Erickson. This is Atlanta's Evening News on WSB. And you can always follow me at theresurgent.com. The phone number here as I get into the call screening program, 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. Guess what? We're not going to start with a soap opera. We're not starting with Bannon Trump today. We're starting with Christopher Steele. Lindsey Graham and Chuck Grassley, Chuck Grassley being the chairman of the Judiciary Committee in the Senate, is asking the FBI to investigate the Justice Department to prosecute. They believe that Christopher Steele lied to the committee, and it has got the Democrats all upset. Uh, between this and the Clinton Foundation, which we'll get to, they're claiming that the Republicans are trying to distract them. Everything's a distraction. Pay no attention, they say. To the, to the Bannon controversy in the Michael Wolf book, the, the Republicans are trying to distract, blah, 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 blah. Here's the thing. Um, there are a lot of unanswered questions about the Christopher Steele situation. What did he say to Congress? Did he lie to Congress? Did he withhold information from Congress? All those things. But there's another side of the story, and it doesn't get reported on. And it won't get reported on because of what it's about. Christopher Steele compiled the document, the dossier, as they're calling it, for Fusion GPS. Now, I know some of you listening right now think that this was compiled for Republicans first. There are even some Republicans out there who will tell you that John McCain started this it was picked up by the Washington Free Beacon, and then it was passed off when Trump became the nominee. That is not true. Yes, Fusion GPS was retained by the Washington Free Beacon to do opposition research on Republican candidates, not just Donald Trump. When Donald Trump became the nominee of the Republican Party, the Washington Free Beacon backed away from Fusion GPS. Sometime thereafter, Democrats and Fusion GPS worked together to begin compiling the Christopher Steele dossier. John McCain apparently did find out about it and was so concerned with what he was hearing, he tipped off the FBI. We don't know what's true and what's not true in the Fusion GPS uh, Christopher Steele dossier. In, it, we can gather that there are a number of things in there that, that are explicitly not true. Some things may be true. We don't know. But here's the thing, and this is why it's not getting covered so much. Fusion GPS worked with a lot of reporters. In fact, Fusion GPS worked with media organizations a lot of reporters and a lot of media organizations got information from Fusion GPS. Fusion GPS would plant opposition research, plant hit jobs against those who worked against the interests of their clients with reporters. Some of the big scoops in the media over the past couple of years have come from reporters who were fed the information by Fusion GPS. And here's something you need to know about the majority of national political reporters. And let me, because I'm going to paint with a very broad brush here, and I know how that goes. So let me start with the broad, uh, broad brush in the opposite direction. 
most local reporters work their butts off to get stories, particularly local investigative reporters. Your local investigative reporter for WSB Radio or WSB TV or Fox 5 or, or 11 Alive, wherever in Atlanta, they are working their butts off because many of them do it because they're invested in their local community and many of them do it because they're hoping to get attention nationally get a big story locally and it can break them onto the national scene where they can get a job at a national network for more money and more exposure a lot of reporters who start out at the national level they've got nowhere else to go so they're lazy and they get fed stories I know reporters get fed stories because I'm sometimes the one feeding stories to reporters. Or at least I have in the past. So reporters get spoon-fed information from some of these shops and they run with it. Everything comes prepackaged. In fact, I have had times in the past where people have sent me information and they've already written the piece for me as if I had written it. That's how badly they want it. And there are some reporters who will take that and just run with it. It happens all the time in Washington. And that's what Fusion GPS would do. And so some of these reporters, they don't want to cover Fusion GPS because Fusion GPS handed them the information that gave them the scoop that made their career. So, and you're not even hearing about that. You're not hearing about that connection between the reporters and Fusion GPS because who wants to cover it? Because all their hands are dirty. I mean, this is the political equivalent of the Weinstein scandal in Hollywood. All these people knew what Harvey Weinstein was doing, but they weren't going to say anything because he was making and breaking all their careers. It's the same with Fusion GPS. There are a couple other shops in D.C. that are like this, but they're one of the biggest ones. And there are a bunch of reporters who left reporting to go work for the company and then recruit other reporters into the fold, and the cycle continues. It is a... Now, of course... They would be offended to know I was comparing it to the Weinstein or even the, the Brian Singer stuff out there that continues to break in Hollywood. But that's essentially what it is, and that's why reporters don't cover it, because they all know everybody knows it's an open secret, and they all do it. They all participate. Their hands are dirty. But to acknowledge it would be to acknowledge they've been spoon-fed stories and they're lazy. And there are a lot of local reporters around the country who are getting mad about it because they're working their butts off locally. To make it nationally, meanwhile, you got some of these 20 and 30-something hipsters coming out of the Ivy League schools who go from left-leaning blogs straight into investigative objective reporting when they're left-wing hacks getting spoon-fed information, not doing anything other than smoking weed all day. Yes, I am describing a couple of people I have in mind. But that's why you're not hearing a lot about this. And I suspect what you're going to hear with Grassley and, and Graham pushing the story is you're going to hear a lot of people saying, this is just to be a distraction. It's to be a distraction. There's no there there. Well, there may be there there. But the media doesn't want you to know about it. they got a vested interest in saving Fusion GPS because they get so many scoops from them. Atlanta's news, weather, and traffic, plus WSB's Eric Erickson. Atlanta's Evening News, sponsored by Comcast Business. This is WSB. Everybody's got the dog fever. You can go downtown and uh, just remember, a lot of the people downtown you might see brazen enough to wear alabama gear uh, they're probably tech students <laughs> oh 404-872-0750-1-800-WSB-TALK them's the numbers y'all so here's the deal on monday 
We've got a national championship game in Atlanta. The state legislature meets for the first time. I think I read somewhere that some schools are out, um, and you, you got the you got snow coming in, icy weather at least. I don't believe it's supposed to get below freezing from what I think I heard Kurt Meller say, but it's going to be a mess on Monday. In fact, I got to tell you, so I've got to be at a meeting in Washington on Tuesday, and I decided that I was going to drive up to Atlanta on Monday, and I was going to stay at a hotel. And then I would get up Tuesday, go to the airport, and then I started thinking, you know, it's the national championship. You got all this going on. The airport's going to be a wreck on Tuesday morning. And it turns out I could get a sleeping car on Amtrak and go overnight to Washington with my own private room with a with a shower and a toilet and everything there so I don't have to leave the room. I could do that cheaper than getting a hotel near the airport on Monday night because most of the cheaper hotels were completely sold out and, and uh, the ones that weren't, were, they were more expensive than Amtrak. So I just thought, you know, I can go up, spend the day at the office, uh, get work done, and then walk across the street to the Amtrak station, leave my car at the station. I think I'm going to do that. Seems like a no-brainer to me. By the way, I got some career news for you in addition to leaving Fox at the end of the month. Uh, I love Reform Theological Seminary. I absolutely love it. It has been one of the best decisions I've made uh, to go there, and now I'm transferring. I got offered uh, into the Ph.D. program at Southeastern Baptist Theological Seminary. So it looks like the parents are finally going to have a doctor in the family, just not the kind of doctor that we'd all prefer to have in the family, but still a Ph.D. nonetheless uh, headed in that direction. I'm back. Phone number 404-872-0750-1800. WSB Talk. Them's the numbers. Y'all, the Clinton Foundation is under investigation. Now, I, I want to say something, particularly for those of you skeptical of the Trump administration. Uh, there are a lot of people today on TV talking heads claiming that the reason this news is coming out is to distract from the Michael Wolff story. That may be. That may be why people are pushing the story out today, but the investigation's been going on for a while. In fact, multiple news outlets are reporting that the Justice Department and the FBI were at loggerheads during the 2016 campaign uh, because of the FBI's pursuit of uh, the Clinton investigation into the foundation and ties it to Secretary Clinton when she was in office. It did decisions in the Secretary of State's office influence giving to the Clinton Foundation, and if so, was it intentional? And they couldn't really proceed. It, it, you know, that's something that nobody in the media seems to want to cover outside of Fox, is that it looks like there was, for all of the, the Trump campaign complaining about the politicization of the FBI, there seems to be very clear politicization within the Obama Department of Justice, as you might expect with Loretta Lynch in charge, styming an investigation into the Democratic nominee. In fact, there are multiple reports out there that the Justice Department told the FBI that they needed to go slow on this until after the election. Think about that for a minute. You've got the Department of Justice telling the FBI that the FBI needs to go slow on something because of the election. Now, silly me. I thought that the way it worked 
was that you just let the FBI do their job. I, I thought uh, the way it worked was that the FBI did its job and you let the FBI just go where the investigation led. And you don't worry about the politics of it. I, I thought that's the way this was supposed to work. Silly, silly me. I can't believe that I thought that. And yet that's what you thought too, wasn't it? And that's the Democratic complaint about the Trump administration is that they're interfering. They That he fired James Comey to stymie the investigation. And yet here are the Democrats having stymied. They didn't fire James Comey. No, 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 no. He was one of them. But the career agents and whatnot, they were out there working. And they wanted to stop that investigation. Now, yeah, totally. I'm totally down with criticism. I, I think it's fair to say this is coming up because of the Trump White House wanting to distract from the Michael Wolf story. Yeah, I think that's fair criticism. But even if it's fair criticism... That's a fair criticism of someone pushing out the story. It's not a fair criticism of the investigation itself. The investigation itself appears to be credible. Far more credible than many of the people who today believed for a little while that the president was watching a TV channel dedicated to gorillas, no less. In fact, I think it's very funny. Some of the reporters who are complaining about this story being pushed out there are some of the very reporters who fell for the gorilla story. What is the gorilla story? I'll tell you after we check with Doug Turnbull on traffic. All righty. Uh, tying up traffic on a Friday, no less. Okay. The gorilla story. Y'all, reporters, national political... I told you these people were lazy. So there is a Twitter account, Pixelated Boat, and they, whoever runs that account, it's a humor account, parody account. It took a screenshot of what purports to be part of the Michael Wolf book about Donald Trump. Let me read this account for you because it really is funny. Again, this is supposed to be purported to be an excerpt from Michael Wolf's book. On his first night in the White House, President Trump complained that the TV in his bedroom was broken because it didn't have the Gorilla Channel. Trump seemed to be under the impression that a TV channel existed that screened nothing but gorilla-based content 24 hours a day. To appease Trump, White House staff compiled a number of gorilla documentaries into a makeshift gorilla channel broadcast into Trump's bedroom from a hastily constructed transmission tower on the South Lawn. However, Trump was unhappy with the channel they had created, moaning that it was boring because the gorillas aren't fighting. Staff edited out all the parts of the documentaries where gorillas weren't hitting each other, and at last the president was satisfied. On some days he'll watch the gorilla channel for 17 hours straight, an insider told me. He kneels in front of the TV with his face about four inches from the screen and says encouraging things to the gorillas like, the way you hit that other gorilla was good. He thinks the gorillas can hear him. That was fictional, made up, parody, mocking Michael Wolf's book, mocking the president. And there are people who believed it. 
And their response when called out on it has been, well, it sounds so credible. You know it took you a second. It didn't take me a second to read it. The whole idea of it is absurd. I mean, the moment you get to a makeshift TV transmitter on the south lawn of the White House. It's nonsense. And what it shows you is how partisanship poisons people's minds. Some people hate the president so much that they were willing to believe this, and they can't admit that partisanship has poisoned their mind to that degree. They've got to say, well, it's totally plausible because of this guy and all their friends smugly not along with them because they bought it too, because they are unhinged partisans who hate the president and they can't admit it because they have, they think of themselves as so high minded, but that's what it was. A guerrilla channel. It's actually not a bad idea for a TV channel though. We should put that together here at, at Cox media group, have a guerrilla channel. Atlanta's Evening News with Eric Erickson. Breaking local news. Kirk Mellish's accurate and dependable five-day forecast. And triple team traffic every six minutes. WSB. We're back. So it appears uh, State Senator Marty Harbin, one of my favorite state senators, is going to reintroduce the Religious Freedom Restoration Act into the legislature coming up next week. They begin meeting on Monday. Uh, and his primary reason for doing this, well, one of the, the state reasons, at least the media is going this way, is, is if Amazon were to come in, uh, all the out-of-state liberals and everybody, they would import in with them and stuff. Um, we, we should do this. And, you know, honestly, if we're going to use state taxpayer dollars in this state to subsidize a bunch of liberals coming in with a big liberal corporation, um, can we not at least get something for... Uh, the people of the state who overwhelmingly support the idea of treating all parts of the First Amendment equal, because that's all RIFRA does, is under Supreme Court precedent, you have to ge- have a clear and co- compelling reason to violate someone's freedom of speech. But you don't for violating their right to worship and, and exercise their freedom of religion. Only in America would the Supreme Court of the United States look at the First Amendment and say, you know what, we're going to give all of these things strict scrutiny except the religion part, even though that comes first in the amendment. And that's all Riffer does. It has nothing to do with uh, an individual's uh, interaction with someone else. It has to do with the state's control over and influence over organizations. So now I did say yesterday, maybe they shouldn't do it this year. Um, They might be distracted by it and not do other things. But if they do this, here's something else they should do. They should start working on campus free speech legislation because Georgia is one of the states that doesn't have uh, speech reform for college campuses, meaning that it is very easy for a state school in Georgia to shut out conservatives. And there's a growing movement around the country to say that you cannot treat conservative and liberal speakers on your college campus differently, and maybe we should do that. Now, when we come back, we finally do have to get into the Steve Bannon, Donald Trump soap opera update, and also, what's going on with your iPhones and the batteries? Let me explain this to you, because so many people in the media have done such a terrible job explaining this Apple iPhone battery story. It's been completely blown out of proportion, but what's up with the chips in your computer as well? You know, Jared is just saying on the line, he thinks we deserve a welcome like the the UGA team is. I mean, red carpets, they got a band playing. 
if the pig farmer is listening to this, when I get to the office next week, I want a red carpet and band. <laughs> oh, my goodness gracious. Um, <laughs> there are jokes to be had, but we will move on. Oh, we have we have the Trump ban and saga playing out still. Um, so here's the latest on this. And I, I want to let me let me open it with this. Because I get these calls all the time, and you can call here, 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. Uh, there is no grand plan. Now, I get calls here all the time. I have friends and colleagues of mine. I hear other people say on TV that there is a grand plan, that this is all intentional. This is all a distraction. And I'm increasingly of the mind that the people saying this know this isn't true, but it's what lets them sleep well at night. And that may be the case for some of you. You're telling yourself there's a grand plan here. You're telling yourself that this is all an elaborate ruse. You're telling yourself that Bannon and Trump coordinated this ahead of time, knowing there was bad news coming out. They wanted people to be distracted about stuff or they wanted to slip through the border funding for the border wall and on and on. And this is it's all part of the no. Chaos is the plan. What has gotten through is the exception, not the rule. How much more could get through if we had someone who wasn't up all night eating cheeseburgers in bed yelling at Anderson Cooper and Don Lemon on TV? Y'all, there is a lot that is not true in Michael Wolf's book, and that's what makes the book true. Now, what do I mean by that? Well, you should not believe all of the anecdotes in Michael Wolf's book. There are a number of things in the book that I can tell you aren't true. Um, there are a number of things that uh, Michael Wolf interpreted, and he interpreted badly. His biases are against Trump, and he interpreted things that he shouldn't have in ways that were negative to Trump. So why is the book then true? Well, it's true in that it is what Steve Bannon wants you to see. Steve Bannon does not want you to see Donald Trump as president. Steve Bannon wants you to see Donald Trump as an idiot and Bannon as Fingali. Bannon wants you to see the president is an idiot. Ivanka is an idiot. Jared is an idiot. Donald Trump Jr. is an idiot. Sean Spicer is an idiot. Reince Priebus is an idiot. Roger Ailes is old, outmoded, out to pasture, time to pass the torch. Rob, Rupert Murdoch is old, outmoded, out to pasture, time to pass the torch to Steve Bannon. This book is the way Steve Bannon sees the world. And to the extent someone was uh, looked on negatively in this book, it was because of the way Steve Bannon wanted them to look. Uh, essentially, Michael Wolf served as his stenographer. Now, there are others who went on the record in the book. There are others who make themselves look bad. And that's part of the problem. The president hired these people. President Trump hired Steve Bannon. He said he's the, he's the best man. He only hires the best men. He hired Steve Bannon, who's now stabbing him in the back with this book. I mean, for God's sakes, the Mercers have pulled their funding. The Mercers were paying for Steve Bannon's security detail, and they cut the money for that. If I were Steve Bannon and I was wearing a, a, a Mercer-branded dog collar attached to a leash that was being dragged by the president, and really all I got to do was pee on fire hydrants, I'd probably hire a stenographer to write a book like this too to make me look like I was something bigger and better than I wasn't, than I was. I, I just That's what this book is. That's the truth of this book that Steve Bannon wants you to see the world in a certain way favorable to him and not to anyone else. The anecdotes, a lot of them are made up. There's Steve Bannon, it appears, quotes that aren't true. But there's another 
more serious truth, a more serious truth to this book that you need to know. But before we get there, we got to go to Doug Turnbull, who is looking to find where some dogs are running around the city. Y'all, I thank the good Lord in heaven right now. My wife is not here to listen to all of this. The tech fan that she is would be just absolutely insufferably enraged that UGA is getting a police escort into the city. <laughs> they're having they're having uh, a day at school on on Monday where the kids now they can wear their favorite college team jerseys. Uh, clearly expecting that all the kids are going to come in in University of Georgia stuff. And she's like, we got to get something in. It can't be Georgia. <laughs> She's she's her dad went to tech. You're just going to have to forgive her, folks. <laughs> OK, so here's another truth of this Michael Wolf book, and it's the one that y'all aren't going to like me saying, even though by now I think I've been proven right on this multiple times. But it's that we have a man child for president who sits in bed at night eating cheeseburgers, hate watching Anderson Cooper uh, and and tweeting we we have we our white house this presidential administration has done some amazing things this year uh, tax cuts regulatory reform rolling back national monuments getting great judges on the supreme court and in courts of appeals and district court judges and on and on it goes and that is what this administration has been able to accomplish not the president but the people he surrounded himself with this administration they've been able to keep the the trains running if not on time at least almost on time they've been able to do it in normal circumstances but there is a crisis coming you know it and I know it. Things are going really, really well right now. Everybody's waiting for the bottom to fall out when you see what China's doing, North Korea's doing, Russia's doing, Iran's doing. Something wicked this way comes. And when it does, we are going to have a crisis of leadership like nothing we have ever seen as a country. And it's not going to go very well for us with a man-child who eats cheeseburgers in bed at 11 p.m. yelling at the TV in charge because the administration can get all sorts of grand and glorious things done. They can get great judges that they can get the Congress to do tax reform and he can sign it into law. The regulators can deregulate. The cabinet secretaries can roll things back from the Obama administration. But ultimately, at the end of the day, there is one person who has to call all the major shots in a time of crisis, and his name is Donald Trump. Steve Bannon thought it was him, and now he's out in the cold. He was never elected to do this. Donald Trump was. And I can't tell you the number of people I know who work for this man behind the scenes in prominent positions who you see on a regular basis on TV and in public, just like in the book. They are all super flattering of him. And in private, just like in the book, they all think he is a blithering idiot. And they don't feel safe if there was a crisis coming. Now, you can say that's rude. You can say that's not true. I'm telling you, you see people on TV who work at the White House on a daily basis. And I am telling you, I know those people. And they're talking to reporters. And they're telling reporters what they're telling me, what they're telling Michael Wolf, what they're saying in private to their friends and colleagues is that if something bad happens, he's not capable of making the decision mike pence is going to have to step in and thank god for mike pence but he's not the president of the united states 
in normal times, in calm times, we can make things work, and they're making things work. But in times of crisis, there's only one person who can make things work. It is the way our republic was designed, and we are going to be in a crisis of leadership with this president, and that's the God's honest truth, whether you want to believe it or not. But deep down, every single person listening right now knows it's true, and that's part of the problem. No one wants to admit it. Eric Erickson and Atlanta's Evening News. Who is that guy? I love him. The information you need and the truth you demand every night on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. Atlanta's Evening News is sponsored by Comcast Business. I would like to thank Coach Kirby Smart for planning his arrival into Atlanta around this program. Uh, Go slow down William Street for about three more minutes and you'll be good to go. (laughs) And then hurry up and get out by 639 so I can get back. (laughs) So there's a lot of news out there that Apple is slowing down iPhones. Uh, It is being so badly uh, misreported. There's been a long bit of perception that Apple has a time bomb built into iPhones that when the new one comes out, your old one mysteriously stops working. Uh, Not true. And I want to explain this to you because it's been so badly misreported. Um, All phones have batteries. All cell phones have batteries. And cell phone batteries wear out. And they typically wear out after about the two-year mark. You notice at about the two-year mark, your phone less and less is able to hold a charge. This isn't a software feature in phones to force you to upgrade it's just it is your phone battery all batteries were out over time and you, you keep your phone charged overnight and whatnot it, it happens over time so what's actually happening here is that in order to make your battery last through the day because a lot of people get to two years they keep their phone three and four years my wife's i think is three or four years old Um, As Apple updates the software with new features, your battery has to burn more power to try to keep up with the processor. So what Apple does is it averages out the peaks of your older cell phone, iPhone 6, iPhone 7. It's it's basically ebbing and, and flowing the peaks instead of having a rapid spike in power consumption that causes a battery already unable to hold the full charge to lose it even quicker. It doesn't, it doesn't spike as much as a brand new phone. So your battery power lasts longer through the day. Now, the offset is that your phone can't process some functions as fast as it used to. And some people are suing Apple, saying this is malicious, trying to get them to upgrade. That's not actually true. And that's the way the salacious media has been covering this. It's, would you rather your phone battery make it through the day? Or would you rather your phone be really, really fast and last four hours? That's essentially the calculation here. If your iPhone 6 or iPhone 6S or iPhone 6 Plus or whatever, they really got to come up with better names for these things. Um, If it were to go with the same calculation rate and battery burn as it did three years ago when you got it, your phone would be dead in four or five hours. And so the way to get around that is to stop the, the massive peaking of the CPU that draws battery power. And that's what Apple does. So I hope that explains for you. There's no maliciousness here. It's to keep your phone actually working throughout the day so you can receive phone calls. Get a new phone. You can replace the battery if you need to. So you need to be aware of a story, but you also need to be aware of all the facts of the story. It's happening now. Tina Johnson, who is one of Roy Moore's accusers, uh, her house has burned down. 
and it appears to be arson. Uh, multiple eyewitnesses saw an individual in the house and around the house uh, prior to and while it was burning. That individual in question also went up to a woman shortly before uh, fire became visible in the house, asking if the woman thought uh, the neighbor, her neighbor, Tina Johnson's house was going to burn down. Uh, now, uh, there were a lot of people who rushed very quickly into this story to say, oh, uh, one of Roy Moore's supporters have burned down this lady's house. The Etowah County Sheriff is saying there's nothing to lead them to believe that. They do have a suspect they are questioning. Uh, the eyewitnesses who saw this say that it is a young man in the community who is known and has issues. Um, it does not. There appears to be no way, shape, or form that he burned the place down. So, or that he burned the place down because of Roy Moore. So, I want you to be aware of that story as it's happening. There is another story out there in the New York Times of all places today. I couldn't believe they ran this. But it's true. I I have had these conversations. We've had them in the office. Uh, had them around town with friends of mine. Uh, women about the Me Too stuff. That you have all of these allegations coming out about Hollywood celebrities. You, you got the Harvey Weinstein stuff. You got the um, Kevin Spacey stuff. You name it. And they're terrible allegations. And more are coming. You got the the Al Franken stuff. And you hear from a lot of people, they go on TV, they're outraged. You hear from a lot of so-called feminist leaders being outraged. And privately, they think this could turn into a witch hunt. Privately, they, they think some of these things aren't aren't that big a deal. In fact, when you, when you go online and you read surveys, of, of some people actually think that uh, a a pat on the back could be sexual harassment. Um, saying dear to a lady is is sexual harassment. Being polite, opening a door for a woman could be sexual harassment, according to some of these surveys. Now, I do think that there are people who are publicly using this because they they just they want to cause chaos. I mean, we are at a, at a point in time in our country where there are people who just want to cause chaos. And a lot of them are progressives, and they see an opportunity to, to sow chaos. Uh, and there are people who are going to be falsely accused. And there are people who, there's no due process. They're not going to be, they're, they're not going to be able to prove themselves innocent. Because they're, they're guilty until proven innocent. And it was just fascinating to see a lady in the New York Times today write a column on this and say, yes, yes, um, there, there is there's there's all sorts of concern here that you could go too far very quickly with these sorts of things, particularly when you get political activists involved. I was just stunned to see the New York Times do this. Now, I'm also stunned by, well, Atlanta traffic. Every time I try to drive in Atlanta traffic, it's stunning. Doug Turnbull's looking at 285. Thank you very much. Now, the other technical story you need to know about for the day, and that is the Intel processor. If you have a computer, and when I say computer, even a mobile device, 
you are affected by this bug. Android, Apple, Windows, Linux, you name it. Uh, Intel chips have a bug in their chip code. That means that it's going to be very hard for a software fix, and it, it means that the impact of your computing device is going to be affected. It's going to be slowed down with this patch coming. Uh, and every device is going to get a patch of some kind or another. Here's what you need to know about this. It, it would allow uh, a malicious person to insert code into your device to run your processor in ways you wouldn't want in order to get your information. Here's what you also need to know that the media doesn't seem to want to report. There is no known case of this. These were researchers who found the bug. There is no out-in-the-wild way to do this. They would have to have access to your device uh, or be able to somehow get software on your device. If you're on, a, if you're on an iPhone, every app on your phone, unless it's jailbroken, has to go through the Apple um, store. So your iPhone, by and large, is probably the safest phone out there. Uh, Android phones, you can get apps from all over the place, uh, not just the Google Store. Well, it, it, depending on the device. Um, if you're on a Mac, depending on your settings, uh, you should probably only buy from reputable developers and the Apple Store. You can turn settings on to prevent downloading of, of software that isn't through the Apple Store. And if you're on Windows, well, you're on Windows. Good luck to you. Uh, but patches are being released. Uh, the media, though, like the iPhone battery story, they, part of it is they don't understand the technology. I was reading somebody today, as a matter of fact, a religion reporter, who treated mainline Christianity as if it was mainstream Christianity. She got the terms confused and was treating like the, the Episcopals, the, the, the Dutch Reformed, the Methodist, uh, that these are the, the mainstream churches in America when they're not. Southern Baptist is more mainstream than any of them. But yet she was completely confused on the terms. It's like technology reporters, many of them don't actually know technology, and they're badly misreporting these things and scaring people, particularly older people. And I'm tired of everybody calling me for tech support today. So I, I want to disabuse you of, of the fear-mongering out there in the press on these stories. It's really not that bad, and updates are coming. So just don't download software to your phone or computer unless you know where it came from in the meantime, and you will be fine. When everything's changing around you, there's a voice that's consistent and honest. Eric Erickson. Every day, 5 till 7, News 95.5 and AM 750, WSB. Hello there. So Georgia has a unique opportunity this legislative session. The legislature convenes on Monday to prove it is inferior to Texas. In addition to having an income tax, um, Texas was able to get adoption reform through its state legislature, and in that adoption reform, they put in a provision that faith-based nonprofits that help the state adopt will not have to abandon their marriage definition in order to do so. Uh, speaker Ralston's communications director is out saying the speaker wants to get a real adoption reform through, and uh, they don't want to protect faith-based organizations. Essentially, you need to understand this now. What the Georgia Republicans intend to do is deny faith-based adoption agencies the right to help the state place kids in foster care with families, unless those faith-based organizations accept gay marriage. That is what your Republicans in the state legislature are doing. Now, 
I don't care whether you support gay marriage or not. The issue here is, should we prioritize helping children or helping advance the gay rights community? Should we advance an agenda or should we help kids? Texas, Louisiana, and a number of other states have said, you know what, it's more important that we actually place kids in loving homes. And if we can get some help from Christian adoption agencies, let's let them help. Because we're not saying there anybody can go to a state adoption agency, whether you're gay or straight. Only a heterosexual couple can go to a Christian adoption agency. Well, Georgia wants to say we're not going to let Christian adoption agencies place kids in adoption in the state anymore. Um, and they actually want to pass this. Republicans want to pass this law, people. Uh, pay attention to this in the legislature as it comes up.